Welcome back to another episode of On the Bench with Beaks. This is episode 62, and I love you. Wow. My name is Cody Beekman, and with me as always is Bryce McMillan. Hey, what's up? Hello. And we've got Ross Wormeyer. Hey, what's up, guys? Today we've got the host of the Let's Talk Hockey pod out in the UK, Max Artist. Max, say hello to the fine people out there. Hey guys, thanks for having me on. It's, uh, it's exciting to be here. Oh, dude, we're so excited to have you on. So today we are going to be talking about hockey in the UK. But first of all, we've got a little bit to talk about. We've got a uh, player spotlight from Mr. Ross Wermeyer, and we're going to talk about the Final Four in the hockey playoffs, and then we're going to move on to some UK hockey. So uh, without further ado, Ross, take it away on our player spotlight. So uh, I've got kind of a two-parter. We're going to do the good the bad before the good as the boys have uh, wanted to do that oh, um, yes. but with I mean not to keep on bringing up the Colorado Avalanche but this has been happening all over hockey but where the fans I'm just bringing out the fans for a negative kind of aspect because after the Avs have lost the series in game six they go out and personally attack Nazem Kadri racially. Yes. And yes. they go and they attack Sammy Gerard. And this isn't just them personally. This is them, their significant others, their family. And this has been a consistent thing over, not even just in the NHL. It's just been all over sports. And just kind of shame on you guys for doing that. I mean, they're out there playing their hearts out. And I mean, I'd like to see you strap on a pair of skates and do what they do night in and night out on the ice totally or out on the actual the wood floor the whatever the yeah the astro turf whatnot but yeah i mean this this has to stop because this is just ridiculous because there's been players that have deleted their actual social media (laughs) accounts yep yep exactly miska is a prime example and you guys just need to get off your high horses and just come back to reality unless you're actually playing the physical game of hockey and are about to get drafted that's when you could probably put your two cents in but other than that you just need to back off of it and just let these guys be humans basically in a sense live well, their lives and that's happened with Mark Shifley after that hit on Luke Evans exactly. in the Winnipeg and Montreal series where people were literally sending death threats to him mm-hmm. and his family because mm-hmm. he got suspended yep which I mean not again as I said the Kadri thing don't agree with the hit don't agree with the suspension we're not going to harp on that too much but to come out out at him just after that, and then racially just badgering him in a sense, that's just ridiculous, too. When we've been trying to get away from that in this whole entire last five seasons, I and mean, the fans are agreeing with this, and then they come and pull this mm-hmm. jank shit, it's ridiculous. I agree, and, and you know, Ross, I'm really happy you brought up the fan, the fan and player aspect of that, too, but. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys have seen on Twitter, you know, some of these other... And the, let's talk about fan-to-fan um, relationships, too. We had Avs fans at the last game um, with the Vegas Golden Knights. And, and regardless of any series of, or teams we're talking about, what happened was after that game, you had a Vegas Golden fan run up to an Avalanche fan, steal the flag from his hand, and just run away with it. 
And when the Avs play went to go get it back, he ran like probably 30, 40 rows up to go get it back and then got knocked out. And so talk about fan to fan, you know, where is, you know, the respect between fans now? Yeah, you don't see that Pepsi Center and regardless of team, I mean, we're all Avs fans here at Colorado, but in any, any sports game, where is it okay to really, you know, rub it in someone's face that you've won four games, taking flags and punching people and stuff like that? Like player to player, player to fan, fan to fan, you know, what's going on with that? It's messed up. Max, what do you think about that? Um, there's, there's, no, there's no place for that in sports in general. Like, no, regardless of hockey, regardless of whatever sport you're playing, like, these guys do this for our entertainment. They get paid a lot of money, I understand that. But to vent your frustration in such a way that it's, like, violent towards another human being, that's just ridiculous. What's that going to achieve? It's not going to change the score. It's not going to change the game. It's not going to change what happens on the ice. If you want to affect change, then there's much more productive ways of doing it. Yeah. Right? Than, than screaming on Twitter or screaming in the guy's face or getting physical or violent with somebody that's just not going to, it's just not going to change the outcome for what you want. So, like, yeah, there's just, there's so many ways you can just, do better like you can help support the team in a better way absolutely and and like and how is it really supporting a team when you're doing stuff like that exactly sending racially charged uh remarks to somebody who you know in 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 one split second one split millisecond of a game uh ends up you know hitting uh, hitting a guy high or you know in and and you know getting suspended or anything how 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 does that help anyone sending racially charged remarks and death threats to somebody while they're trying to play the game they're trying to win you know maybe yeah. uh, you know in in some way possibly it may be maybe malicious i don't know i'm not in that guy's head exactly yet there's no reason in this day and age to be doing that kind of shit no no they need to pull their heads out of their asses really honestly and i you know and um i've i've made a a a remark about this when we were talking about uh the hunter miska like uh, chasing him off twitter because of a couple bad games he had yeah uh, which is ridiculous literally the guy's 20 he's not he's not a spencer knight or anything like that you know not not a lot of people are you know and 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 the fact is is that you know you sit here and you sit just like you said on your soapbox, uh, uh, un, uh, like unnamed, unfaced on Twitter, and you you say these awful, awfully charged things, and like where are you? You're probably sitting in your mom's basement, yeah, eating, eating a, a pound of, of fucking yeah. cheese, and, uh, and and you probably never even strapped the skates on in your life, and the fact that you you have the fucking audacity to go out and attack somebody who has made it to the top tier of their sport yeah and to judge them is just absolutely criminal oh it's asinine it's asinine a hundred percent and i i just i you know i i thought maybe i was naive in thinking that this like you know you've got you've got a lot of toxic fans in hockey especially you know um i mean uh Toronto Maple Leaf fans can be extra malicious. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, Philadelphia fans can be extra malicious. Boston Bruins fans. I, I never thought I'd see the day where a Colorado Avalanche fan be that malicious, but yet here we are. Well, yeah, and so, not I mean, even that. Once again, 
again, going to the Shifley thing, it's been a thing across all sports that people just need to just just fuck off, honestly. It's absolutely disgusting, and that's one of the things that, you know, the, uh, the hockey, uh, uh, the HDA um, are, are trying to fight, you know, racism in hockey. I mean, Akeem Alou, Matt Dumba, yeah. you know, all, all these guys are trying to fight this racist undertone that and fans are on board with that but then it, it it's so like backhanded like it, i get where you're coming from bxy like yeah. it blows my mind it's a pure act of cowardice to attack someone like that I'm, that's all i'm gonna say oh, yeah all right so what's so we've got the bad what's the good let's let's hear the good here rosti the good is andre burakovsky do tell. He has faced the most elimination rounds between any active player right now with goals. Well, I mean, not elimination rounds per se, but... Elimination games. Elimination games to where he's actually making a difference. He has scored a average of... What was it? Um, it's 10 games he's played. Or, uh, I meant 14 games he's played and 10 goals he's scored in games that would eliminate them, and he holds an average of .72 goals per games that were he was supposed to be eliminated in. Clutch. Oh, yeah. Well, you, you look back when the uh, Washington Capitals uh, won the Stanley Cup, he actually had a huge hand in uh, a lot of those elimination games. Yes, he forced, what was it, he had two goals to force a game, well, get him past that game seven yeah. to go on to the finals. And then, I mean, he's just always coming clutch, but he's also sitting in good company as well. Do tell. He is sitting with Maurice Richard. And, the Rocket? <laughs> yes, and he had 15 goals per 17 games played in the playoffs. Wow. And then you're sitting up with Pavel Bure. Oh, and the Russian Rocket. <laughs> and he was 12 goals and 15 games played. Guess who's sitting third? Please. Berkey. By ten game, ten goals and fourteen games played in the playoffs for elimination games. And I mean, let's. I mean, you can even take it back to you know uh, last season. Berkey was absolutely on fire for the Avalanche. Then, I mean, you've got you've got huge goals getting scored in uh, the uh, the Arizona series and the Dallas series. Then he comes back and uh, in this in this Vegas series, he scores the game tire. Huge going into the second period. Oh yeah, so well, especially when you're also once again speaking with big names. He's sitting with active players right now. Obi's sitting at 13, and what was it? Perry's tied with him at 10. Wow. Yeah, like you're talking about some good company right that's, there that you're sitting in. That's some fodder to chew on for when we're going into the expansion draft here here soon. So, I I, I honestly don't think Berkey's in any any bit of a trouble of going to the expansion draft. Oh no, he doesn't need to be under any duress. But I mean, that's I mean that's that's something that needs to happen in the playoffs. Oh yeah. So big-time players make big-time plays. There's Burakovsky right there scoring big-time goals. Oh, and if anybody saw that goal that he scored, he had the guy screening him the whole entire time, Flurry the whole entire time. 
and then he just rifled off a twisted wrist. Just beauty. Just, yeah. it. All right. So uh, speaking of playoffs, let's let's uh, let's talk about the final four here. Obviously, we have our final four. I mean, the Islanders are playing the uh, the Lightning right now. So let's 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 chat about this. Um, Max, I want to I want to kind of get uh, a, a bit of an outside perspective on this on this series real quick. Um, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, New York Islanders. What are your thoughts? What are uh, where do you see the, this series going? Uh, so, over here in the UK, you have to kind of search for hockey news. We're, we're big on Twitter and Instagram and everything, following that thing. Uh, for me, this is the series to watch. Um, I, I love Vegas. So I think they're great. Um, I think they're going to do fine in the Montreal against the Montreal Canadiens. We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, but this is the kind of the head-to-head battle that you kind of want to see. The Lightning known for scoring at will, and the Islanders known for shutting people down. So, for me, this is going to be the series that, if it goes to seven games, I think fans are going to get their money's worth, and that's the one you would kind of want to be spending your money on watching. So, um, who do you uh, who do you think overtakes it in the end? Uh, yeah, I, personally, I think it's too tight to call. I'm back in the Lightning because I I don't really like the Islanders. I think they're a bit of a boring franchise um it's many things <laughs> yeah i know right a british guy dunking on a, a on an nhl team but it's fine um i i find i i find their brand of hockey a bit boring to watch um i much more prefer a high-flying scoring game um uh, knocking up goals and i'm a forward myself so watching guys flying and snipe top uh, top chatter looks uh, looks pretty good to me compared to sitting back and defending your goal yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I want to take. I want to take. Yeah. I want to take the lightning in seven. I think it will go to seven games as well. And that, yeah, and that's the thing is um, the big question here to me in my mind is uh, who who uh, whose game is going to come over top a uh, stout defense over a high flying offense. It's really that simple. I mean, uh, obviously, uh, the Lightning have a uh, a pretty solid decor mm-hmm. with Headman. Um, Back, uh, heading it up, a uh, heading, get it, uh, and I mean uh, Ryan, Mc- Ryan McDonough, and I mean even you know even that uh, uh, trade deadline acquisition of David Savard, that's a that's a responsible D man, but I mean I wish we got him. Oh, well, hey, yeah, right. <laughs> if wishes were candies and nuts, you know, um, I like I I do gotta say, I mean. Um, I think it really comes down to which goalie is gonna really, uh, really contend here. I mean, you've got uh, Simeon Varlamov. Good lord, uh, I have a podcast. They think I'd be able to talk for a fucking second. Uh, you got uh, Simeon Varlamov and Ilya Sorokin, two like pretty in, insane Russian goaltenders. I mean, uh, Varley, he's been he's been in tight situations, but he hasn't won in tight situations. No. You've also got a rookie goaltender in Sorokin. So if Varley's game goes to shit. You've got Sorokin, who's an untested goaltender, against Andre Vasilevsky, one of the let, let's let's he, say he's the, the best third goaltender. highest paid starting goaltender right now. People, it like I think it's like seven point three or something like that. For damn good, for damn good reasons. Oh yeah, I mean I the mean, highest paid is I think Carey Price or something like that. Yeah, yeah, around there. Yeah, and no, he's um, like ten point four, ten point five. I think. 
I th- and uh, not only does the goalies come to mind, but the specialty teams. Yes. If the spe- uh, the specialty teams are going to be huge in this series, I mean, if if the New York Islanders can stay out of the box, which they've had a lot of problems with in this uh, in this playoff series, especially versus the Pens. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, well, they got lucky because you know, uh, let's let's say, I mean, you know, uh, Genny Malkin, you know, Gino wasn't in for half of that series, and then. Uh, Sidney Crosby was a little, um, uh, little less uh, less seen than post playoffs. Yeah. yeah, I mean one goal and just a couple assists. I mean the same with Jake Gensel. I mean you guys, you got guys like uh, Brandon Rust and Zach Aston Reese stepping up. But I digress. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna come down to specialty teams because uh, let's look at Tampa Bay's. Uh, power play. Oh, dude, it's the top of the playoffs it's, right now. It's elite. It's, it's unreal. It's truly elite. So that, and, and that's what you want to see. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, well, I mean, Kucherov and Stamkos, they only show up for, like, the the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, regular they, season, they, you know, they, they fuck off and let everybody else do the work. Yeah, but, so, uh, but while the Lightning are sitting at about 18, a cool 18 million over cap, at that, least. And then, <laughs> That's that's another thing that I I think it's just like total hogwash is that yeah I mean there there's got to be some sort of there's got to be some sort of uh, you know um, cap to to the playoffs but I mean obviously you would think not so but it's a loophole yeah as long as they're on like a long term leave for the whole season they can utilize them in the playoffs because there's no cap space in the in the playoffs itself so I, I, I'm just it uh, it's it's BS I know. So yeah, for me it comes down to specialty teams and goaltenders. I mean, um, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna have to go with uh, Max here and say uh, Lightning in seven. What about you, uh, Ross? Well, I mean, I'm gonna go out on a limb. Everything that you guys all said, I agree with. I put my two cents in. But I'm. You know what? As we talked about Beaks, the Islanders couldn't keep up with the other team's offense, and they have been this playoffs, which I've been surprised with. You got Paul Mary coming in with huge goals. You got you know um, Bailey Zajac coming, coming in. in. You got Clutterbuck playing his game. You got Sizikis playing his game. And Brock Nelson stepping Brock up huge. Nelson's, and then you got mm-hmm. uh, Martin coming up huge too. So you got everybody playing their parts in the whole entire team in a whole. So just because of that, I'm going to take the Islanders in seven. Wow. All right. What do you think, Bryce? Um, I'm going to take the the defending Stanley Cup champs. That's what I'm going to do. Um, I just think there's enough, you know, you know, a lot of seniority in there, and they have, you know, the guys are tough, and they've experienced a lot. And I think no matter what happens, if they get into a bad hole, they'll pull themselves out of it. But I just think worst comes to worst, um, might go to game seven, but I'm going to call it Tampa Bay and six. Um, they just have a shitload of experienced players, you know, Kucherov, Stamkos, Vasilevsky, um, point, Headman. These guys are all just always on their game, and I just don't see them slowing down. So I'm going to take the defending Stanley Cup champs in six. Right on. All right. Well, let's switch it over to uh, yeah. Let's switch it over to Montreal and Vegas. Something I don't think a, like a, like maybe anybody was going to see in like the third in the semifinals of the uh, the NHL. I mean, uh, like, well, especially Montreal, you know, just barely scratching their uh, scratching their way into the playoffs. I mean, um, so we've got, all right, we've got Max Pacioretty on the Vegas Golden Knights playing against his 
his team. Like the the, the Montreal Canadiens were was Max Pacioretty's team. Um, this is gonna be this is gonna be pretty interesting. So. Um, Max, I want I want to get your uh, uh, your your outlook on this one here real quick. Like like I, like I said earlier, this is going to be the hardest one to call. Um, my head says Vegas. Uh, my heart really wants Vegas because I don't really want Montreal to get through to the final. Like they, I don't know. There's just some again something about them. Uh, I don't know whether it's Corey Perry that's on their team or something. I don't know. It's just something about them. I just don't. I don't think they're going to do it. Oh, well, I hope they don't do it. Um, I've got a bit of a soft spot for Vegas. Uh, they, they need another crack at the uh, at the whip. Um, again, the Cubs because they didn't get it in their inaugural season, um, and they're good enough. If, if I'm honest, I think I think they're good enough to take it. Um, to put it down to games. I. Uh, I think Vegas will do it in six or seven. Um, yeah, but then you, you can't you can't carry prices as dug out Montreal Canadiens out of a hole too too many times. He could he could win them a series. He could even end up winning winning them a cup. So my call would be Vegas in six or seven, um, but I, I wouldn't put money on it um, because Price would quite easily dig them out of a hole and dig them. Um, Carry them all the way through until the uh, until the, well maybe to the cup maybe definitely to the finals they can, they can definitely get them out. Well, I do have to say you are in hostile territory right now. As, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, no, and usually it's not. It's respectful yeah, hostile uh, territory. Well, well, usually I'll cheat and yeah. cheer for the team that like beats the Abs afterwards. But I have such an animosity for Vegas right now. Yeah, I, I mean, that's uh, just personally me. But I and speaking unbiased, I mean. Just, just as Max said, I mean, it's, it's a pretty interesting series. I mean, you don't really see, uh, you don't really see a team like Montreal going up against uh, a Vegas team at this deep in the playoffs. No, you really don't. And it's, it's, it is reminiscent of uh, before we were talking. Max uh, brought up the LA Kings when they won their their uh, first Stanley Cup. Is oh, that... the one where they went and won all four games every single series, went down three games. Yeah. All their four yeah, dude. And barely scratched in the exactly. playoffs. Exactly. That, then that's how Montreal is. Yeah. Like and that's what was it, as I told you when uh, John Lear and I talked, my buddy, he's just like, no, nah, there's no way that the underdogs could win. I'm like, yeah, bullshit. Vegas, or the LA Kings did it and they came back from a 3-0 deficit and they won all four games in every single series and won the cup that way. Yeah, and and, and, and that's crazy. Like what, what uh, Dominic Ducharme, you know, head coach of the Montreal Canadiens, mm-hmm. he put it he put it best like we are a jigsaw puzzle to play against. We are in a j- jigsaw puzzle. They are, honestly. I mean, it's you don't you don't know what you're getting with the Montreal this Montreal Canadiens team. I mean, obviously you know what you're going to get with Carey Price, but I mean everybody else who's playing up up front. I mean you've got these you've got these grizzled vets, and then you've got these uh, like completely untested um, young guns just blowing everybody away. So, um, it's I mean it, it don't is, think too hard. It's. It's the it's the battle of uh, you know French Canadian goaltenders uh, Carey Price and and um, and uh, Mark Andre Fleury to me and uh, in in a sense um, 
speaking of biased, I think it's gonna be uh, it's gotta be Vegas in six. God, I'm just gonna be against all of you guys right now. Do tell. Uh, uh, well, I mean, you're you just quoted the coach of the Montreal Canadiens. The Vegas Golden Knights don't know what they were up against every single time. So I feel that, especially because Vegas has their grizzled veterans and all that stuff that have won the cup. You got your Alec Martinez's. You've got your, you know, Alex Petrangelo's. Petrangelo's and all of that. But also on the other side, you have your Corey Perry's, who knew how, who know yeah. how to get in those greasy areas your and stuff Eric like Stahls. that. Your Eric Stalls, like who has won a cup with the goddamn hurricane. I mean, yeah, you've got that whole entire line. You got your Tyler Toffoli that's also won it with the with the LA Kings. Completely out of the woodwork this oh, year yeah. too. Oh yeah. So you've got it's I feel they're both big body teams. There's not anybody who's tiny on stature, which I think that the abs need to kind of look at, but that's neither here nor there right now. Clearly. But, yeah. Um, I would say probably Montreal in seven. Wow. Just, just because. I mean, you've got Carey Price that's playing lights out. But if you get the right pieces on the ice, as Montreal has done, in and out of every series, they could take this all the way to the finals. Yeah? All right. What do you think, Price? I mean... Regardless, you know, I know that the Canadians are the underdogs right now. I get that. And they were waiting to play either the Avs or Vegas. And to me, from the beginning, I just always thought no matter what team that would pull through that series, Avs or Vegas, the Canadians are screwed. Um, that's just kind of how I feel about it. Um, but personally, you know, with the way we saw the Avs and the Knights series go down, um, you know, with how tough they play, physical they play, Definitely through the Avalanche off the game. Um, and you look at the Av size, they're, they aren't that small, but compared to the Montreal Canadiens, they're very small. And I just kind of really feel like the, the Vegas Golden Knights are going to have a, a field day with them and kind of take them out, if not four or five games. And sorry, you can all, you can all hate me, but uh, just looking at what happened, it's obviously you had two President Trophy winners with the Avs and Vegas going at it, and I'm going to take Vegas over it because they just have the, I think they have the, the momentum right now. No one's going to slow them down. And, Y'all can hate me for it. Don't worry, Bryce. Oh, like, we already hate you for plenty of other reasons. Uh, I was going to say, <laughs> they, they, have, they have the momentum or Montreal has the momentum? Because Montreal just made the sweep there, bud. Yeah. Well, it's going to be an interesting series. Yeah, that's to what say I'm saying. Because we all thought that the Jets, even Todd Swatsky and I talked about it, that the Jets are going to probably give the Montreal Canadiens like a whole yeah. hell of a lot of business yeah. but they, wanna, they yeah. didn't even show yeah. up and I'll push back a little bit there I mean the Avs also had a lot of rest and they also did sweep and look what happened to them I just think you know once you're in motion you stay in motion especially with the Vegas Golden Knights you had a, both their opponents round one and two have had a lot of rest and they've just been kind of going at it for consecutive almost a month that is a good point. I mean, yeah, Vegas has just been, you know, it's been clockwork like them for them. Yeah, but well, and that's how it's been with Montreal, too. Let's not forget. Like, this, that's, yeah, this is the first rest that they got. I yeah. mean, they had, to, they had to battle back from a 3-1 to one deficit and they were for Toronto. And back-to-backs as well. That's, with that's Toronto a good point. and also Winnipeg, where yeah. none of the North American teams faced a back-to-back. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Good point. 
All right. Anything can happen. Well, we'll, we'll see here. Uh, uh, obviously, uh, third round starts today, so uh, we'll, we'll we'll keep an eye on it. And um, I mean, if you want to keep hearing us, Let's go sports teams. Sports. <laughs> All right. Go sports. All right. So let's let's uh, let's turn the page. Let's uh, focus on Max Max artists, the host of Let's Talk Hockey Pod UK. Um, Max, uh, you know, here on, on the bench, we love to get uh, new aspects and uh, different aspects of uh, the game of ice hockey. Um, when, you know, uh, please don't uh, please don't hate me for saying this, but when you think UK, you don't really think hockey, you know. So, um, what I, like, let's, let's start it from the beginning. Um, how do you get into hockey? How do you find out about uh, hockey? And, well, let's take it back from the roots. Yeah, okay, so, um, yeah, I uh, started off when I was about nine or ten years old. I met my uh, lifelong um, childhood friend, a guy called Alex Geich. Recently had him on as a guest on my podcast, um, and he kind of got me started with it. We started playing street hockey, got a pair of rollerblades. Before I know it, he says, come down to the rink, you know, try, try, try ice hockey, try it out, we'll get you some pads. Um, kind of got into it that way through friends um, and that's kind of how it is over here we get kind of it's word of mouth it's people talking to people it's fans connecting with fans it's um, friends bringing friends in um, around here so yeah that's where I started uh, played on a junior team for a little bit wasn't very good because other guys were years better than me like they were playing up in, in, in age ranges and stuff and I just yeah I wasn't I wasn't that good um, so I went and played roller hockey instead. So we have roller hockey over here in the UK. Um, got into that. My team uh, won the uh, one hour league, our regional league, two years on the trots so of the under 12s and the under 14s. Went to nationals and won a gold medal in the under 12s. Won awesome. a silver medal in the under 12 in the under 14s. We won't talk about that one. It was a bit of a bitter final. Um, <laughs> And then I got to play for GB in the, in the age ranges for, for roller hockey, which was pretty good. And then I took a break for a long time after that. So from 14 till about 20, so about a good six years, I took a break, work and school and everything else got in the way, unfortunately. Um, and then I picked it back up again when I was 20, 21 and um, played beer league ever since. And that's kind of my kind of route through hockey and then I've not stopped. It's in my it's in my blood. It's in my veins. I love I love the sport. It's the best sport on on the planet, and I'm pretty sure you guys agree with me. Oh, oh man, brother. Um, so like, yeah, that's the thing is, uh, you say it's like it's by word of mouth. I mean, um, uh, do you have like a lot of like how was it how was it getting equipment and how was it getting like ice time and stuff like that? So we have. Rinks. We have major. We have most major cities have a rink um, or an arena of some sort. Ice time is very hard to come by because there are rinks and then there's arenas. So two slightly different things in the UK. Arenas will put on like concerts and public ice sessions and uh, events and all that sort of thing. So ice time is kind of competitive against those sort of events. So. If you wanted to train on a Wednesday night, Thursday night, probably wouldn't be that bad. But if a band comes into town and says, "Oh, we want," you know, we're booking up the venue, then they get president. They get they're gonna they're gonna make more more money for the venue. So you can't really argue with that. Um, and it is kind of word of mouth for people 
that are passionate about the sport shout about it from you know the rooftops as much as possible but um, yeah they try and get as many fans in as possible but it's, it's an ongoing battle because we're fighting football well soccer as you guys would say we're fighting that as our, as our number one sport we're also fighting cricket we're also fighting seven or eight other sports we are beyond a minor sport in our in our country unfortunately yeah because you've got rugby you've got australian style football you've got a bunch of yeah. different sports to go up against out there and, and yeah and yeah and there's only so much so much money to go around Oh, right, yeah. and oh, and, yeah. and and that's why you know uh, just because uh, you know uh, you know maybe a North American perception of it is it like it, it is it's it's like an interesting to think about like um, in the UK you know you, you are so known for you know football uh, rugby uh, cricket and stuff like that it's like it's almost like um, hockey definitely goes to the background I mean uh, what do you uh, what would you say to those people that uh, would would uh, you know, like, well, you know, uh, the UK has no time for hockey. What would you kind of say to those kind of people? Uh, I'd say come to a game, watch a game. Watch, watch a British game. Watch a, watch, a, watch, a, watch a game of British Elite League hockey and tell me that it's not as competitive or it's not as passionate as any other league in the world. And if you can, if you can say that it's not as passionate, I'll, I can call you a liar. Because I'll tell you now, we, we, get, we get imports, we get Swedish players, we get... Um, German players, we get uh, Eastern European players, you also get a ton of American and Canadian guys that drop out of the ECHL, AHL, we've had a few NHLers come over and play like at the end of their careers and stuff we, the sport is growing, unfortunately the recent pandemic has put a halt to all that um, but yeah like there's teams pretty much every team in our league does a webcast of some sort so you can watch it anywhere in the world if you search up um, the Coventry Blaze, uh, who are uh, a, who are a good team, the Belfast Giants, Sheffield Steelers. Um, anybody, if you just Google the Elite League, you'll find a webcast when our season's on. You can watch a game, and it's for as little as um, anywhere between 10, 10 UK pounds to fifteen UK pounds. I think the conversion rate works it out to about the same in dollars. So, for ten bucks, you can watch a webcast stream. And check it out. Just watch our game because we get a lot of good American Canadians, and it's very much similar to the North American style. We play on, we play on small, tight rinks, a lot of checking, a lot of physicality, and, and good heart. Well, it's like our boy, uh, boy uh, Bordalo that went over there from the Habs. Yeah, Patrick Bordalo yeah. playing for the Belfast, Belfast Giants. Giants. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, it was, yeah, Kevin, we- Kevin Westgarth's place. Uh, see, I uh, didn't had, know, and I didn't had, want to toss his name into the ring because I was sure that he did, but I didn't know. But he's a good yeah, dog. Yeah, he, he came player. over after he won after he won a cup with the LA. Yeah. Um, and then we've had we've had Cam Jansen come over and play for the Nottingham Panthers, which is my home team. Excuse me, my home team. Um, we've had we've had a, a bunch of guys like yeah. Now, uh, speak speak about the leagues that you're playing in now. It's uh, so what you're saying. It's it's basically equivalent to any beer league uh, here, or uh, you know, like how do you, um, uh, just t- uh, break us down how uh, you know how those leagues go and all in um, when you play and you know how how much draw you get from there. Um, 
So you're asking about like the, our kind of league structures in the UK, like how, how we set up? Oh well, yeah, just uh, like where you're playing right now. Like speak about you know the uh, oh, the, the draw and stuff like that. That they, that comes from you know you guys playing in in your leagues as of right now. Um, so me personally, I'm playing I'm playing beer league. So um, I'm playing in out of the Nottingham Arena. <clears throat> excuse me, out of the Nottingham Rink. Uh, there's five beer league teams or rec teams in there. Um, I play for the Nottingham Outlaws, really cool team, nice and relaxed and stuff. Um, and then if you go to pretty much any rink in the UK, there's like five or six, um, five or six teams, rec teams playing out of that, or, or beer league teams playing out of that, as well as um, we have the Elite League set up, which is our pro league, our top league, that's the, I don't know, the Premier League, and then underneath that, it's not a feeder system like the AHL, we, we, I wish it was. Um, but then we've got another league below that, and then one and one below that. So there's three tiers, and they do kind of drop off in talent and stuff. Um, if I was going to compare them to an uh, American standard, the elite league is very close to ECHL. So your, your East Coast teams, uh, we get a lot of players from that kind of level of play, or have played at that sort of um, level, or consistently played there. Um, so that's kind of like the level where, where the top league is at and it kind of drops off as you go down. Yeah. So like so even even as you play in beer league, I mean you like uh, you guys uh, just like in cities and stuff, it's almost as if like you know you've got the pro team and then um, uh, a lot of that kind of just like feeds off of that. Where you get uh, not, not like not like uh, you know they're looking at, uh, like the pro teams are looking at players or anything, but it's very uh, it's very kind of like closely structured to to like the pro teams, like the beer leagues kind of follow the uh, pro teams' leads, if you will. Yeah, kind of. So over here, we're big health and safety, unfortunately, in the UK. So to call ourselves a beer league is not the same as what you guys would call a beer league. Like you would have in-house leagues where you would play in a table system, you'd get points, top of the league, and then you go into a playoffs. Unfortunately, we can't do that for health and safety and for other reasons, because we're slightly separate to a league. So what we do uh, for beer league and rec um, is we do challenge games and we do tournaments. So challenge games see you through the season. Uh, we'll play one team and then the return favour is that we'll give them a game back at our home rink if we played away and vice versa um, so you're kind of playing not back to back games but it's like a one week and then maybe a month later a nice slot opens up at the other place so we go and play them um, and you kind of tit for tat host, host and then um, play an away game wow um, yeah so we don't really have any sort of like in-house leagues or anything like that because of um, health and safety and also uh, insurance purposes that's what I was trying to think of um, hmm. so but the thing that we look forward to is for rec players is uh, tournaments so we play over two maybe three days where we've got the rink entirely to ourselves teams come from all over the country compete in a league style so kind of almost like a round robin everyone will play usually what will happen is maybe 10 to 12 teams will turn up um you'll get split into two groups you play your teams in your group and then you're going to like a knockout stage down to a final um, slightly different slightly different rules you can't have because of the time constraints you have to get everyone played and whatever else in the weekend 
um, you have to kind of change the rules. So it might, might be two periods. It might be one period with rolling clock. It might be no icings or something like that. So that the rules might have to change slightly. But effectively, what it is just one big crazy weekend where a bunch of beer league guys get together, have a bunch of beers, have fun, play hockey, and there's a winner eventually at the end. Oh yeah, that's awesome. That, that, it that's sounds like right almost on. like an Ironman tournament out here, except you're not playing for like one game after the other it's like a whole entire weekend of it if you get what i'm saying yeah yeah and that kind of yeah that kind of feeds off our our elite league a little bit it's like our playoffs are really different so kind of you guys we don't have series so in the pro league they play back-to-back games or um what they call two legs so you'll see it in um a lot of european football or soccer um yeah the, the score is taken from the first game and the second game and added together to make the final score so that the score carries over from the first huh. game and then that will happen in the quarterfinals then it will happen again in the semifinals of the uh, playoffs and then the final four will go to a one big weekend where it's one game in the semifinals sorry one game in the semifinals to get into the final game on the Sunday and that's our big kind of trophy weekend to the playoffs it's a a whole entire rushed ordeal compared to like what we do out here well and i don't want to make it seem like like make it sound like it's rushed but it's like oh you do this okay we're gonna just make it more simplified in a sense hang around the rink you're playing soon yeah (laughs) <laughs> that's yeah. That's an interesting thought. I mean, obviously, just because we would, well, we were just talking about you know a seven game series to have. I I I don't think I've ever actually heard. Uh, well, like because I'm not a big soccer or football fan, you know. Uh, so I mean, I I, I I I would have no idea. But that's an interesting way of uh, you know actually crowning a winner is kind yeah, of the, yeah. the kind of the. Th- Go ahead. Sorry, the, the the kind the kind of the thought behind it is. Because soccer or football is so big in our country, to get fans in, kind of to get them to understand what's happening, you've got to kind of blend the two a little bit. So when you say two legs to a, fo- to a soccer fan or a football fan, they go, I get it. I understand what's happening here. We're playing that the first leg, and then, and then we see it, and we see them in the second leg. And then the playoffs are like single game knockouts, which is the same in, in the lower leagues in uh, English football. You get promotion and relegation. You play in a playoff series for those teams to go either up to the next division or down to the to the division below. So it kind of to get more fans in from the bigger market sports, they have to make it easier for those guys to understand the sport coming in. Like because a, obviously, keep going, go on. Oh, like relatable uh, or, or like easier. Yeah. To, oh, yeah, totally. yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's that's an interesting thought because yeah, that was gonna be one I of my questions. I like, didn't even think about that until you just started explaining that. Yeah, I've yeah. watched a little bit of soccer, but not much. But I know that they do that in the playoffs, and that's just an interesting concept where they just kind of <laughs> almost like merge the two. Well, yeah, just uh, give uh, that. That's that's a smart way to do it. Like you know, you know, when you go into a new sport, something that's probably as complex as hockey. I mean, let's let's be honest. It's probably yeah. one of the more complex sports out there. Yeah. Especially from an onlooker uh, coming in, uh, it is. It's it's a daunting task to actually really learn how to uh, learn how to 
uh, learn the learn the rules, uh, everything around it, and I mean to make it more relatable to other people. That's a great way to market the game. Yeah, totally. Um, but let's talk more hockey about let's talk hockey, right? So tell us about the you know, <laughs> the, you know the podcast in a sense. You know how did that really ever get started? And tell us about some of your favorite guests and how the whole process works for you guys. Okay, um, so. I've I've loved hockey media for for a long time. I've I've wanted to be a commentator. I've wanted to be involved with hockey media as much as possible. I think it's uh, it's a cool way for me to get into the sport, and I I, I love it. Um, so the podcast started just over a year ago now, a couple of months over a year ago, when lockdown happened in the UK with the global pandemic. So out of frustration, out of boredom of not being going to, not going to the rink. Not seeing the guys, not being around the team, not being around my friends. I was like, let's let, let's let's find someone to talk hockey to, like, and that's where the name of the podcast came out. Like, I was like, right, okay, let's talk hockey. That'll do for a name. That's that's it. Slapped it on there, and it's it's, it's stuck ever since. Um, and then we did a we did a like a pilot episode. I was just talking to my friends. I was like, oh, by the way, I've been recording this. It sounds pretty fun. It sounds pretty cool. We should you know do it for real, and then put it out there. And that was the first episode, um, and then from there it's just rolled on, rolled on. We did one, we've done one a month. We're looking to step it up to two a month now. Uh, we've got some awesome guests lined up. Some that have come in the past. Most of them have been, well, pretty much all of them have been guys from the Nottingham Outlaws, but they've all got all east, you know, interesting backgrounds. They've either played in the universities in the UK, which is a cool little setup. They have a, they have an actual league and stuff, and a, a like a trophy game at the end. Um, we've had guys that have been playing since like the 50s and 60s. We had a guy called Stu Wilson who's played for years, um, talking about um, like the old-time hockey in the UK. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, and then we had an ex-pro on, um, probably my favourite episode, uh, an ex-Nottingham Panther, uh, British player called Sam Oakford, um, and he played with the Nottingham Panthers. He played with them during. Uh, I don't know if you guys know the the, C- the CHL, not the Canadian Hockey League. Yeah, the Central Hockey League. Europe. No, no, the, uh, the the Champions Hockey League. Oh, yes, yes, the Champions in, in Europe. Okay, oh, yes. Yeah, um, yeah. I was yeah, thinking, so all, all the European teams. Oh, yes, yeah. and, um, uh, and the and Central Hockey League, uh, Champions Hockey League yeah, has the, actually been coming, uh, coming up pretty hard as well, kind of combating like all the other uh, Euro Leagues as well. Awesome. But yeah, so he played in the team that played in that. So he played against teams like SC Burn, who had ex-NHLers like Mason Raymond playing for them. Um, and it was cool to chat to him. Um, I just like getting guys on that I've known for years, but never really had the time to properly sit down and talk to them. Like, okay, how did you get into hockey? How did you find the sport? Because it's always interesting. Like, Americans and Canadians, it's out there. You've got rinks, you've got hockey, you've got the media, you've got everything else. In the UK, how does the average teen or the average guy find hockey and find everything else? And those stories are just just the best for me. I, I, I love them. Oh, and, great. and that's exactly that's exactly our thought, you know. And um, um, to be completely honest with you, there's a lot of uh, there's actually a lot of correlations between this podcast and yours. Is that that's exactly what we were doing, you know. Like uh, we uh, we just, you know, we we love talking hockey, and um, you know, the uh, the pandemic hit, and we're like, 
well, if I'm not going to watch hockey, I'm damn well going to talk about it. So that's yeah. it's it's great to hear that. I mean, uh, other uh, other folks in you know completely different parts of the world are, uh, feel the same way because I mean, that's what hockey really does is that it does it, it brings brings people with interesting backgrounds alike into this one just uh, uh, amalgamation of sport. I would say. No, totally right. I've had, I've got I've got so many things coming up for for the show that I want to I, I, I do want to tease but I don't want to tease I want guys to kind of find us and figure it out we've got guys on our team that play with um, all sorts of kind of uh, medical things and like there's there's so many stories within hockey that aren't just about the pros or lower leagues or anything else like the most interesting players probably come from beer league and come from and come from rec and there wasn't a podcast. Uh, in the UK, especially, talking about us and what we do, and kind of you know, we work. People, most guys work a nine to five, and then they come down to the rink and throw the gear on and uh, thrash around on the ice for for an hour, hour and a half, uh, or play a game or whatever, uh, and then get back to their normal lives. Like most of these guys are either office workers, there's a couple of prison officers, and all sorts. And uh, yeah, just kind of to highlight that there is another world to ice hockey. That's not just the pros, and it's gigantic, especially I mean in the UK market to like to really get that out. I am mean, it's it's so enjoyable to actually uh, to like to be like I mean uh, ever since we've been talking, we've been listening to episodes and stuff, and it's it's just an incredible thing to hear about uh, another world of hockey. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I- it's great to hear another world of hockey because I mean you guys are so knowledgeable just not in the NHL but like with you know I was listening to a few episodes you guys were mentioning like the Belfast Giants and you know all of those British league ice hockey league like teams and it's just how many players have come over to just feed into that team like you guys have just kind of just done your cross-referencing and when you can get that tangible stuff you guys eat that shit up and i love it oh yeah um i gotta say uh so uh, i do have to ask like what is uh like what are pro games like i mean uh what's what's the draw you know uh how many people are there like is it is, is it is it crazy what's the atmosphere like what's the, what you know what's the pro life like in the uk from your uh outlook so the rinks are, are, are as you go from city to city they are completely unique so i'm not in, uh my home rink the nottingham um ice arena uh, it will hold six thousand, six and a half thousand at capacity, uh, and that's what kind of most arena teams will. So we have two kind of types of teams that they kind of put themselves into these little kind of pigeonholes. We have, <coughs> excuse me, we have arena teams and then we have uh, rink teams. So the arena teams are Belfast, Sheffield, Nottingham, and. Uh, the rest are all rink teams. What I mean by that is the arena teams will hold 6,000 to 6,500, maybe even 7,000. And then the rink teams are a lot less than that. So anywhere between uh, 2,000, 2,500 fans and under. Wow. Um, and then some of those rink teams, there's seating and then there's also standing room so you can stand around the boards oh, um, cool. and like, be like, and be, and be like, face, like face up against the glass kind of, kind of view. 
which is pretty cool. It'd be right behind the goal. Um, makes for some interesting gestures, etc. Oh, um, yeah. Exactly. You've got guys battling against the boards for a puck, and you've got the fans like, within licking distance of the glass. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. It's yeah. like, uh, what is it? Uh, there's somebody who took a picture of one of the abs. Uh, fans during the Vegas Golden Knights. Oh, yeah, it's flipping like, off Mark Stone. Flipping off, yeah, Mark Stone. It's <laughs> like to pay $2,000 just to flip <laughs> off a Vegas Golden Knights play, player. You're my hero. <laughs> and just to be able to do that for even cheaper, you're still my hero. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then just as different as the rinks are, the fans are intrinsically unique to the the, uh, the teams that, are from, that, they, that they support. So... Um, Again, speaking from experience, Nottingham fans will want something to happen on the ice before they start cheering, before they start chanting, before they start doing anything. And that's mainly because they're watching the game. Nottingham fans, I find, are quite analytical of the game. They, they're like, um, they see the game as a bit of like a, like a game of chess. They'll, they'll be watching the tactics, they'll be watching the plays and stuff. Whereas if you go to somewhere like Coventry, it's noisy all the time. It's almost like a European hockey style. Uh, there's fans singing and chanting all the way through. Um, Guildford is another great one for uh, like big noise. There's a team called Mil- uh, the Milton Keynes Lightning who were in the league for a year or two. Uh, and their fans were, again, European hockey fans that were up, up dancing, chanting all the time, constant energy. Um, and again, it's just, it really is nice and unique as much as if anybody has ever been to the UK or heard about the UK, you can you, you can travel half an hour to an hour in the UK and you've got a completely different dialect, a completely different um, kind of lifestyle compared to where you, where you just were. And that's exactly the same for the for the Elite League. You travel to a different a different arena, a different barn, and you've got a different uh, different atmosphere. I think you had a question, actually, especially about dialect. Oh, Ross. yes. Okay, so this leads up to, like, my question, because I know that you, y'all speak Cockney out there. Y'all. Y'all, as I say y'all. But, <laughs> but, no, like, I didn't know if you guys, like, chirped or talk shit to each other in Cockney or if you figured out some of the stuff that they... Because that's, like, a whole entire, like, different, oh, yeah. like... So- yeah, but I guess it's yeah, like so going down to Louisiana and you've got your Creole, you've got your French, you've got yeah. your American. Yeah, so just kind of being yeah. to speak on like the chirps and stuff. Uh, just, uh, I mean, like, do you guys yes. chirp in Cockney? I mean, come on. Oh, yeah, let's, let's, yeah, definitely. So, um, huh? it's, it's more, it's more fans between fans because obviously. If you, ever, if, you ever, if you ever go on YouTube, um, you know, soccer chants or football chants or anything like that, they're picking fun more at the other fans than they are the players on the pitch. Yeah. Uh, so the same thing, the same thing, it kind of, it's bleeded over a little bit because you've got football fans or soccer fans coming over to the to ice hockey. So the same sort of thing is going to be happening. So you're going to get songs and chants back and forth between the fans, uh, picking on where they come from, uh, certain traits that they may have for being in certain for being in certain areas or being certain fans or being part, certain parts of the UK. Of course. Um, obviously, oh yeah, and then, um, but then there's some good hockey chirps in there as well, like you know, 
calling people donkeys, calling people, you know, like, yeah, I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but, you know, well, and, and I, your, your general hockey stuff. Just, like, pylons and, you know, yeah, like, yeah, 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 your dusters yeah. and stuff well, like that. And even, like, the yeah, yeah. as you and I talked about, like, in Eurotrip, where you have those crazed football fans, like, on the bus. And they're just completely speaking Cockney. Like, they have a whole completely different type of cussing, like, to, yeah, offend you in a sense, I guess. Uh, I mean, is that that true, Max? I mean, seriously. Sorry, just just repeat it again. I didn't didn't quite catch you. Oh, with, like, with a Eurotrip, like, you know, where they have, (laughs) they meet those big, like... Oh, um, yeah. The soccer hooligans. (laughs) Yeah, the soccer hooligans. That's what... My takes the morning train. Yeah. Do... Is that kind of, like, some of the shit that goes down? Like, towards, like, I have no idea what the hell you just said, but I am loving what the hell's going on right now. (laughs) Perfect, um, the perfect American question right yeah. there. The, like, the perfect American <laughs> question. Um, so I've got, I'll say it at the end, but I've got a little fact for the, for that movie as well, um, for one of the actors who's in it. Um, but yeah, that kind of stuff does happen. We, to an extent. Um, for, for UK stuff, it's if, because we've got, we've got teams up in Scotland as well. So there's three, oh, okay. or, there's three or four teams in Scotland. So when they come down, it's like us, it's, I guess it's like you guys talking to somebody from the deep south, and you can't really understand what they're really saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So for us, that's that's the same for us, but for Scottish people. So when they're coming down, you hey, how you go? And they're speaking in their Scottish tongue. That's a real bad accent. I'm sorry, that's awful. Um, but when they're speaking. Scottish and they're hockey chirping at you you get maybe one or two words and you're like nah we'll just have a beer and get on we'll just, we'll just be friendly <laughs> and have a beer it's fine <laughs> you're just standing there going uh huh uh huh right. yeah. let's oh, just yeah. meet at the pub yeah. for a pint afterwards <laughs> sir bud you probably just said <laughs> yeah. something yeah. awful about my mother but you know what let's just have a drink <laughs> <laughs> well you don't know if they're joking or not cause yeah. you know everybody just kind of yeah, yeah. laughs afterwards even Canadian I mean, just the, they'll jab you and be like, <laughs> "All right, cool." It's just like, I don't know if I should punch this guy in the face or maybe take him on to see my mom. <laughs> Jeez, see his mom. And, and, that, and uh, like I, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't remark. I mean, that's that that is hockey culture, man. Like you know, it, no matter what, you've got you've got guys that that'll chirp you. No matter what, you got big mouse and uh, you know, uh, every everywhere you go, and they're gonna talk. You know, they're gonna okay. talk, and everybody's getting chirped, and that, that's part of hockey. Especially when you go down to uh, back to our like episodes with Milan and uh, Hada, where they have to learn all sorts of different like dialects of like you know you, you know was uh, Czechoslovakian this Swedish fucking all that and you know they have to probably hear Gaelic and you, all that shit basically up there and, and and oh that's the thing is that like you know when somebody from a new country comes in like I'm pretty sure if you're a hockey player like well, one of the first questions is um, how do I say go fuck your mother you know or something like that <laughs> <laughs> but no just like, so you can keep it up on the chirps you know but I guess I don't know what I'm getting at is it's even crazier because it's like more of a closer net 
Like, it's not like we're grasping people from, like, all over the world. That's between Scotland, England, and that's about it. Well, and uh, you got your Swedish, and, well, I'm just saying where you have, where you're playing country to country, yeah. in a sense. Well, just, uh, I think, just as Max said, I mean, there, there's plenty of, uh, you know, transplants that actually come in that are, that end up in the UK. Yes. That end up playing hockey, if, if I'm not, if I'm not, uh, um, overstepping my pounds. But, uh, uh, like, I, I just, um, <laughs> Go fuck your mother. Uh, that's that's the first thing I would ask. Oh you yeah, know? Well, that <laughs> locker room talk is Hada. Hada always said the locker room talk. You don't, or as Keith said, you don't go in and ask for some effing checks. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> when you come here first. So my question is, in terms of differences between USA hockey and UK UK hockey, is you know, do you play in the same size ice? Is it Olympic sized ice? And how is the culture um, different than what you're seeing here in the US compared to UK hockey? Um, so in terms of the culture, we there's things that like you guys will do that we, we just we just don't seem to don't seem to be able to do or. Um, or just don't really have have the culture over here is we'll go for a drink before or after or kind of during the game but what what we won't get is uh, a tailgate party you say during the game right did you just you'll get you'll get beers during the game and stuff like but you won't be like like, crazy or anything but still a beer during the game like seriously that's incredible (laughs) that's pretty epic (laughs) I think that's more hockey than that's that's more of a hockey mentality than what we do. Second here. period shot of whiskey. Let's do yeah. it. Uh, oh, Gary Cheevers might be proud of y'all. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did. I, I actually. Well, I did see. I did see that picture. Uh, I, I think it, it was you on your uh, on the Let's Talk Hockey Pod of you holding like a gigantic uh, pack of something, and it looked like booze. So like, uh, like, uh, can you tell me about that? I mean. Uh, there was a picture on. Jeez, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to search that real quick. Hold on, let me find out what you what you were talking about. Yeah, you know, I, I don't. I, I, I don't want to miss. I don't want to miss, uh, miss. Miss. tell you guys what it is. Well, yeah. The, you, uh, well, you can miss tell us. There's, us there's and a then, picture yeah. of you just standing on the ice, like right next to the bridge. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, holding like a uh, like a 24 pack of something, and it, I mean, uh, like my first thought, obviously, is like, yeah, that while he's holding beers, you know. Um, oh, and also, it's not oh, no right, 24 right. of like Coors so Light or nothing like that. So. So I think I know which one you're talking about. So this was the episode. It's <laughs> like this. Number, is epi- yeah, episode number five. So that that that's our uh, team manager, a guy called Lee Stevens, absolutely wizard of a brain, like fantastic D-man. Um, but what we do at the end of our uh, rec hockey games is uh, we hand out a crate of beer for the man of the match. So the guy gets the guy who is deemed the best player. Uh, um, Teams pick the other guy. Does that uh, make sense? So, like, my team, will, my team will pick the opponents, and the opponents will pick our teams. Oh, fuck. Man of the match, um, and uh, the man of the match gets a bit, uh, gets a crate of beer. Uh, so that's our, that's our rec hockey tradition. Then we all have beers in the change room afterwards, and the uh, man of the match's job is to look after the beer, 
You've got present. You got you. You are the best guy. Hand out all the beers to to all the guys in the change room, and then he gets whatever's left in the in the box. Oh, so he might end up with like five or six beers at the end of it. That's pretty fucking badass, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's a great. <laughs> no, that that legit is fucking badass. I think it. I think it really speaks. Okay. I think it really speaks to camaraderie at hockey too. Is that you know like uh, well I mean because in uh, beer leagues uh, I mean at least the beer leagues that I've been in I've, I've played in a few uh, in my day and uh, we've never had uh, man of the match. Um, uh, that's that's an incredible way to really, you know, just uh, just uh, take a second and look back and kind of, you know, um, being in a rec league, it's just like, you know, everybody's here because they really fucking want to be there, right? You know, and yeah, and that's 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 the whole thing about the the rec thing. Guys are fans of the of the sport. They they never really made it or. Um, didn't kind of crack it out of juniors, but they still want to play. They still want to love. You know, they still love the game. They still put. They still love putting on the pads and being around the boys and playing hockey. And it's these challenge games that we play. Like it's not. It's competitive. It's as competitive as you want it to be. But, right. Like, there's teams out there that are. There, there are teams out there that are like right. Going home. We're going for these tournament wins and playing the best teams night in and night out and there's other teams that are like hey we don't, we'll play anybody we don't give a fuck mm. we just yeah. want to be out there 15 guys knocking a puck around having fun and then cracking a couple of beers afterwards maybe a few before as well no and I, I like kind of that aspect with getting like the case of beers and handing it out because I don't know if you guys all paid attention to the world junior championships last year when they were handing out medals and they made the actual captains hand out the medals and congratulate them with the actual like coach i think either that or was the gm of the team Uh, it's one of the two is the the, those dudes in suits that always come out yeah i I don't know if they do the watches i don't know but the tassats i mean uh, honestly i feel that that was the coolest change of the whole entire like the juniors and everything well, like the that entire, yeah the entire uh, like the tapestry of like yeah. this like we're handing out because uh, he uh, shook everybody's hand and congratulated them with whatever the hell he wanted it, to say and, that's, yeah, and I, I, I think that that's more personable in a oh, sense yeah. with like kind of like the beer kind of thing not to play anything down or whatnot. But yeah, I feel that that's kind of like that aspect, and that's awesome. Well, the fact the fact that you guys can like play a hard game, you know, like a a very uh, a very a very well ha- what, aggressive game like hockey, and then turn around and just say, well, you know, this guy on this team did really well, and uh, mm-hmm. we're gonna you know we're gonna hand him yeah. out like you know a case of beer. That's I, I really think that speaks a lot of volumes just to like hockey culture in general. Is that like uh, you know we knew we uh you know we all played a game. Maybe we got slaughtered, maybe not, but we can all still take a step back yes. and, and uh, notice us uh, as people and at the end of the day we're drinking brews mm-hmm. you know it's like an extended yeah, exactly. like end of the game handshake in a sense yeah, yeah. I love it yeah. good way to put that oh yeah and it doesn't have to be the guy that scored 15 goals and got 10 assists or anything like that it doesn't have to be the wizard on the ice right. um, it could be the goalie that stuck it could be the goalie that stuck in there for you know having 17 put past him it could be the guy who busted his ass up and down the ice every time and you know kind of touched the puck twice in the game it you know it's it's players appreciating other players not just the fact that they can put the puck in the net but they're out there 
doing a job. Yeah. They're out there playing the game because they love it. Which like, is huge. It's not, it's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's not just the, the wizards, that, you know, it's not just the big goal scorers that get um, the recollection. Oh, yeah. And the, I, like the three, yeah, like the three stars in in the NHL, like right. the three stars are there because they had the best game. Well, they had the best game. They had their best game because they scored a couple of goals, got a couple of points, or got a high save percentage. Yeah. But what about fourth line Johnny, who has played maybe five six minutes, a couple of penalty kills, and you know he's kind of like sweating and bleeding for the team. We, oh, number one, number one star is the guy who got three got three goals and an assist. And uh, and a plus minus of whatever, or, yeah. or the guy that's on the bench that's just saying, "No, oh, no, boys, this ain't over. This ain't over. We we got this. Exactly. We, can keep, exactly. we can keep going." Yeah. And, and that's huge. And and that is that is the pure mentality of a hockey player. Oh yeah, is that, that it's it's oh, yeah. it's not about the guy who's putting up like a hundred fucking points a game or blah blah blah. It's 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 about the entire. Uh, it's it's about the entire team. It's about who is, you know, who who. How the, everybody stands together in their own different way, which is I, 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 I will never to the day I die. I will always say is the best part about hockey. Oh yeah, it's like oh, as yeah. I was going to bring up Pat Maroon. Like he's just honestly, if you listen to him mic'd up, oh, what'd you have to eat for dinner <laughs> last night? No, I'm serious. Like he's just getting the guys like comfortable within their space. Yeah. But getting them out of their like their own head, out it's so yeah, yeah, it's so weird. It, like you hear that kind of shit like on the bench, and you need those guys. Uh, we call them mouths uh, with the few guys that I play with. Yeah, you always need a mouth. Like honestly, mm. a guy that just sits there and just rambles on, just hey, how's your night? Hey, what's this? What's going on? Let's just, let's just chirp at people. Brings you know? a certain sense of levity to the game, which yeah. is obviously needed. Like just just how Max said, you know, there's a lot of guys out there that is just like so serious about playing the game, and then um, you know you you get a team full of those guys. It's just a toxic environment. But when you know you have a good group of guys that are just uh, you know that like you know you got the snipers. Yeah. You got the playmakers, even you got the, yeah, the grinders, and yeah. then you got the mouths that are that are sitting on the bench or you know like playing the game is the and, and literally uh, literally just talking everybody down. Yeah. yeah. So or talking everybody up. Get, get, as I said, yeah. like getting them out of their oh, their, yeah. their funk. Yeah. As I said, I realized that about Pat Maroon, and I didn't realize that until here this last few seasons, just watching him mic'd up. Like that's an awesome thing. Like just to have a guy to just talk about like daily shit, just to get your head out of it, then back into it. All right, let's play this differently. The now. only the only thing I'll say about Pat Maroon that I do not like is that he sucks down those packets of mustard. Oh, dude! Before oh, the game, that oh, is so that's gross. disgusting. <laughs> yes, no, that is the one thing that I uh, like. Raekyon would be on board with you, uh, but no, uh, I, uh, I there's a certain amount of mustard I'm all right with, but. Uh, However many packs he does, it's no, it ain't right. It's the devil's come, if you ask me. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Max, on, on your first coming out of a pickle dick. <laughs> what the so Max, on your first episode, uh, you uh, you went around with uh, Ali and uh, Biddy, right? 
Uh, yeah, so his, his, his first name's um, so Ali's my my, uh, my one co-host, and then Adam Bidolf. Uh, so we shorten his name to Biddy because we've got a couple of Adams on the team. So yeah, Biddy's my co-host as well. Uh, so you, uh, so it, it was a great uh, episode, obviously, like a great introductory episode. And um, uh, you you uh, you went around and you asked all the uh, all, uh, the two boys about like their their fantasy line, but uh, we didn't get to hear your fantasy right. line. So or I, your, I, oh, did your we didn't get to hear his number either. That's right. Yeah. So the first thing is we're going to turn it around on you. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, yeah. You didn't think that was going to come up, come come back and bite you in the ass. Yeah, but, okay. We do our research. Oh, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> oh, geez, boys. You went, te- you went back to episode one. Jeez, boys. Oh, yeah, that, dude. That, 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 was, that was done on a whim. Jeez. You're welcome. So, yeah, so, uh, so now we're going to put you in the hot spot. We're going to put you in the hot spot. Uh, what would be your fantasy line to be playing with? Uh, so I play center or left wing, um, depending on who my line mates are. So I'm going to put myself at, line, at left wing because uh, that's the rules that we play by on the, uh, on our, on the Let's Talk Hockey podcast. You've got to be on the ice. Um, so... At centre um, would be uh, Marcus Naslin. Uh, that's a good one. Already like, oh. yeah, already like it. You're talking, so, um, you, that's a, fucking dirty. You're talking yeah, to I'm, I'm a, a, you're talking oh. to a major sweet, uh, Swedish player guy. So you're you're already yeah, on the yeah, right Yeah, so I've, I've got a massive soft spot for a Swede. Um, obviously. Henrik and Daniel and everybody else and like all 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 the all the Swedes are super sexy. They fucking they they can skate, they can pass, they can play. Uh, I think Naslund was. I, oh, I sense uh, Boris Salming coming up somewhere. We'll see. Uh, go. Uh, <laughs> yes. well, we'll see what comes up. So, um, yeah. So Marcus Naslund was the first captain of the Vancouver Canucks that I actually took notice of. They're the team that I follow. Yeah, chirp me what you like in the comments or in, in the in the reviews of this. Um, yeah, Vancouver do well. Oh, uh, you've um, actually, uh, you know what? Uh, uh, a uh, one of the mainstays on this podcast, our buddy Daniel, that uh, pops on whenever he can. He's, he's a huge Vancouver Canucks fan, huge. so he's already loving you right now. Uh, I'm not. I'm not alone. That's fine. There, there's a few of us out there. Yeah. Uh, yeah so. <laughs> <laughs> and we see that nicer wrist retro in the back too. Marcus Elson would be my center. Um, on right wing, uh, it's a tough one. Um, I'm gonna hold. I'm gonna hold right wing because I'm not too sure if you played right wing or not. Uh, I'm gonna flip to defenseman and um, sticking with the Canucks and sticking with another European uh, guy that comes to mind is uh, Sammy Salo. Oh, yeah, dropping big Ab- names, man. Absolute beast on the on the line back in the back in the noughties and nineties for the uh, for the Canucks. Um, and yeah, what what a fantastic guy he was. Um, and then he's played for a couple of different teams, uh, but big Ed Jovanovski. Uh, yeah, Joe Jovo. Yeah, yeah um, I'm, I'm picking all Canucks players here, but it's it's it's, it's, it's all like it's all like you can, you can do everybody. Home. You know that, right? Yeah, I know. Um, but now, nah, if I if I if I wanted to have a dream line and play with these boys, this this is who I, this, is, this is who I'd pick and who I kind of like. Yeah, that's that's who I want on the ice. Um, I, I can't remember if you played centre, but I'm going to stick him on the right wing. 
is uh, a guy you guys probably know a little bit about is uh, Paul Career. Oh, oh, of course. You, you just you just struck gold with Ross, man. Yeah, yeah I thought I thought I thought I might. It was, it was a hard time. It was a hard time watching him leave the Ducks for you guys, and then uh, for the for the Abs, and then also for for Nashville as well. But uh, Mighty Ducks was a big reason why I started watching hockey as well. Obviously, the the Mighty Ducks movies and stuff. So you gotta follow gotta follow the team when it comes out. And yeah, um, Paul Career. Uh, and again, I like what he's done after hockey. Like he's not—he's not stuck around in the game. He's gone and done his own thing. Yeah. Um, and he just kind of wants to be him. Yeah. And that's great. That's perfect. That's perfect. And it's just—it speaks volumes to who he is. Like he's, he's had that—he's had that move and moved on. It's—it's it's, it's great. He has moved on, but they kind of drew him back in. But anything that he does, yeah. he well, wants no, it all donated towards charity. Yeah. That's the yeah. thing that I fucking love about pk you I like, think, max i think you just made a new best friend like, here buddy like, <laughs> new like house. yeah well, let's write text i'm kidding i'm kidding but no like paul korea he's probably one of the best like forwards of that time period Single, probably single most humble person I think that's ever played the game of hockey. Single most humble player that I've ever met, honestly, yeah. in hockey. I mean, let's um, like, but yeah. Keep going. No, I just that's it. I just keep oh, okay, going cool. with you, Max. Uh, yeah, let's talk Tendy. Who do you have? Uh, uh, Grace oh. of the pipes. I've got to I've got to have a couple of honorable mentions of Tendy because oh. I would pick Luongo. I would pick Luongo. I would pick um, like. Guy Van, Van Breesburg, Tim Thomas was another fantastic goalie. Um, Even kind of for a Vancouver fan, that—that's surprising for a Vancouver fan, Tim Tommy. I know, but you but game got to respect game. Like he can, he can fly around that net, and make it look good. Oh, um, absolutely! For his absolutely. height too. Yeah. Oh my God, he was. I love little guys playing a big game. But continue. Exactly. Um, so then, obviously, another one I've got to throw in there is Flurry as well. Like he's, he's another amazing goaltender. But um, Jais Chiguer. Oh uh, my God! Like, my man, like, my go, man. Going down, going down some some mem- some memory routes for you boys. I know as well. I would have also put in Dan Cloutier, but I didn't really watch him that much. Um, I watched more uh, of the of the other guys that I mentioned. But yeah, Jais Chiguer is, is a name that kind of. Yeah, he's he's a goalie. He's a he's a fucking legend. Well, he's if, a proper legend. Well, if you weren't best friends now, you're most <laughs> definitely best friends now. Come out here to Jeez. the states. We'll go when they retire. His number. I'm, uh, well, seriously, I'll, if you I'll, do, I'll, but <laughs> let me know. Uh, yeah. I won't say the two legendary names that I would I could have put in there that I love playing as in video games as, which is obviously Forsberg and Sake. They're just two golden givens. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, the guys I have on my line. But that or if you have like Uve, if you can unlock him on certain games. Uve group. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. dude. <laughs> All right, so let's switch over to your number. What number do you play and why do you play it? Uh, okay, so I play in number 96. Um, I've played in a couple of different numbers, uh, but this one stuck with me. I've played 52. Uh, I played that in juniors and roller hockey. It was just the number that was given to me, 52, so it was, wasn't any kind of meaning to it. Um, then when I said earlier that I left the game when I was uh, 14, 15, um, and then got back into it, I bought myself a lovely little jersey 
with uh, this name and number on the back. Oh, <laughs> there you go. So, that's, an, that's, a, that's an original Chinese special from uh, uh, from off the internet. Oh, yeah. Charlie oh, Conway on the back. Oh, Charlie Conway on the back. Yeah, I was going to yeah, say, yeah, hopefully, Conway on the back of it. hopefully you get him quicker than we do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I was out in California when I bought it. Uh, it was my first jersey I bought. I was doing a camp, camp, uh, camp uh, America out there. Uh, so I thought I'd buy, buy myself a jersey. So I bought myself a Mighty Ducks one. Uh, had Conway on the back of it. He was my, he was my favourite player uh, in the movies. He's a bit of a cheese, I know. Yeah. Um, and then when I went back, when I went back to playing, I, I wore that jersey for some uh, shinny and some pickup um, hockey. And then it just kind of went. When I went to go join the Outlaws. I said, is the number available? And I was like, no one ever goes that high in numbers. I was like, yeah, okay, I'll have it then. It's, uh, it's, just, stuck. Right it's just stuck with me. Uh, and I love it. I think, it's good, I think it's a good number. It looks nice on a jersey. I'm a sucker for double numbers or reverse numbers, so like 33s, 88s, and stuff like that. It's pretty oh, cool. I like uh, numbers. Well, I'll tell you what. I mean, you're, you're hitting home for, like, all of us. I mean, with the Mighty Ducks movies, I mean, we all grew up watching that. All thinking we were, you know, uh, uh, Adam Banks, uh, uh, Charlie Conway. So, I oh, mean, I that's you. I was that's the you. Bash Brothers, bud. Oh, uh, Dean Portman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dean Portman. Dean Even with Averman. Averman's got my number. Uh, he's 21, oh, so yeah. I, I'm, I'm a huge Averman. Fan. But I, I want to be proficient at knuckle puck, though. Uh, well, you just, <laughs> you're gonna have to unlock that by you know, you know, talk to some like witchcraft or something because that was that was just like the most insane. I thing always ever. love that the, the the sound going. Sorry, I'm sorry. Well, Max, um, before we leave, uh. I, I, I would just like to I would like to get a uh, you know maybe uh, something you would like to say to you, uh, more people in the UK or just around you to like what would you say to uh, get people to come uh, watch some hockey with you? Um, well, check out our podcast. We're going to be doing uh, Let's Talk Hockey is going to be doing reviews on the Elite League as well as Rec Hockey. So. It's just a growing thing. If you want to be part of something that is fresh and new and up and coming and evolving and changing, um, then join in with UK Hockey. Uh, you can view over the internet. Say, just research the teams, type in the Elite League, uh, UK Elite League, um, search for Nottingham Panthers, Sheffield Steelers, Coventry Blaze. Like there's there's hockey in the UK and we get some some pretty marquee names come over every so often, um, guys like Cam Jansen, uh, Anthony Stewart, Chris Stewart, um, oh, guy right. who's played nu- numerous years with uh, with plenty of different teams. David Ling, a load of ECHL guys, um, guys that you probably have seen through the system of your NHL teams. They may end up dripping down and feeding into the UK. So it's cheap as it's as cheap as it can be for watching games go and check them out check out our podcast uh we're available wherever you get your good hockey podcast and maybe when you get some of your bad ones as well like uh, us. give us a <laughs> <laughs> yeah. don't know where you get your podcast wherever you get them that's fine we're probably on there so yeah, that's right people check out let's 
Talk Hockey po- uh, Podcast UK. You can find it on Spotify. That's where we like to listen to it. I mean, they're they're out there. They're doing so many incredible things. Um, uh, Max, you want to send any shout outs or anything real quick before we uh, tie a bell on this, baby? Social media. Where to find yes. you? Yes. Okay, so um, we're we're big on um, Instagram. We're Let's Talk Hockey Dot Pod. Um, on Instagram, followers on there. There'll be links to every show that we've done, every episode that we've done so far, plus a couple of uh, other things on there as well. And then that's the way where to find all kind of all of our all of our links. We're on, like you say, Spotify, Apple, Google, uh, and wherever you can find them. Shout outs to obviously the guys that couldn't be with me today, but will probably would be with me on the episode where we get you guys on. Uh, on, on return so Ali and Biddy will be there plus probably a couple of my other co-hosts who've got like a little roster team of, uh, <laughs> of, of guys, guys, guys that jump in and out as, as co-hosts so shout out to all that those guys that sounds like us I gotta, I gotta say I, yeah. love, I love Biddy I would love to fucking chat with Biddy yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll send that message on I'll definitely send that message on but yeah just hit us up see if you like us if you do stick around uh, even if you don't leave a review and we'll get better. Beautiful. So yes, check out Let's Talk Hockey.pod on Instagram, Let's Talk Hockey UK on Spotify, Apple, Google. Um yeah. boys, do you wanna send any shout outs real quick? Just our sponsors well, I guess sponsor but uh, my beer nation and then you know dog nation just for everything they've done for us and they've done for the hockey community so absolutely uh what do you think there bryce our incredible guest um dog nation my and then of course my beer nation and that's really it guys all i got yeah so a huge thank you to you max for coming on and chatting puck with us man it's been a freaking gas like we loved having you anytime on. boys uh, this has been a blast any fucking time oh absolutely yeah and uh thank you to uh dog nation my beer nation uh thank you to all of our listeners if we if 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 it was wasn't without you we'd probably just be you know talking to ourselves and to a person on a computer (laughs) so uh yeah and so yes uh check out let's talk hockey pod on instagram and uh wherever you get your uh podcast and check us out on check on the bench weeks out on uh, facebook twitter instagram and you can stream us all the time on anchor spotify apple podcast google podcast overcast Castbox, Podbean breaker verbal and pocket cast so until next time v horse and salute Try the damn thing, see what happens.